Welcome to episode 3 of Soul Society, Living with Soul in the 21st Century. I am your host, Kat Mead, and as usual, I'm excited to be here today. So today I'm asking the question whether the rules should be more like guidelines. Now this is one of those um, thoughts I had while driving, because I feel like there's a lot you can take between driving and the behavior of people on the road and you can apply it to everyday life. Things like don't focus on what's behind you. Things like follow the speed limit, stay in your own lane, um, don't tailgate me, blah, blah, blah. Don't look at your phone all the time. That's, that's a good one, actually. Maybe that, that's a good rule to follow. Um, but yeah, it made me kind of think, should the rules be more like guidelines? Because I feel like a lot of road users treat the rules as simple guidelines. Do you know people like that? Have you noticed that when you're driving? People go over double yellow lines or, I don't know, solid white lines or they'll tailgate you or they speed their asses off and people just don't seem to give a shit about the rules unless they're really going to get caught when they're driving. And I think that's a very interesting phenomenon. And I wonder if that actually correlates to what's going on in people's lives. If they're really cool and willing to toe the line... um, when they could get caught doing something wrong or whether they're just going hell for leather, whether they're just going for it all the time anyway or whether they are just safely staying in their little bubble and doing the things that they think they should do just because they are rules. So I'm not saying that I want to talk about breaking the law or anything like that today. I think laws are there for a reason and they should be followed. Some of them are probably stupid and don't make any sense but they're laws, they're there. I'm not saying break the law. I'm talking about what happens when we're blindly following rules that don't make sense for us. So whether it's donate carbs before bed, I don't know. Whether it's donate carbs before midday, I don't know. Eat breakfast, lunch and dinner at the same time every day, I don't know. Wake up at the same time every day, eh? I guess some of these things probably do have really good reasons for being rules. And sometimes when I say rules, it's going to be in inverted commas. Um, So just take that as you will. You'll probably get to know the tone of my voice. And when I'm doing inverted commas, it goes, Um, So I think there's lots of rules in society that we follow without ever questioning or ever wondering if it's actually the right thing for us to be doing. So one of the, um, I guess, examples that I have is in my building... There's this sign on the window. There's like a communal outdoor area on one of the levels. And there's a sign on it that's just kind of appeared in the last week or so that says, all children must be accompanied when they're outside, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, A, why? Um, B, why? C, if you live in an apartment with kids and that's the closest thing you have to a backyard and you need a bit of quiet time, I think that should be okay to send them down to the communal outdoor area to go and play with the ball, you know? As long as they're not like tiny children and kids that have no idea about what they're doing and are going to cause absolute mayhem, then let them go and have fun outdoors. They're safe. What are they going to do? It's fine. If you trust your kids, they're fine. So it's, that's just an example of rules as opposed to guidelines, 
you know, should this be a rule that we're blindly following just because someone said that we should? I question it. Now, the sign has been taken down and put up with another sign saying, to the person who keeps taking this sign down, you are breaching the bylaws, blah, 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 blah. And that makes me laugh. I actually want to, like, print out a picture of Nelson Muntz with him going like, ha, ha, and stick it on there because I think it would be really funny. But then I'd probably be in breach of the bylaws. But then maybe I should just do it because it would be funny and it's not hurting anyone. Um, Okay. So the other kind of rules I want to talk about are just some of the things that come up in my everyday life and some of the things that I've been talking to people about lately. And one of them is monetizing your passion. So I think that if you're in the entrepreneurial space, there's this real thread of find your passion, find your purpose, and then find a way to monetize it. Find your gift, do your gift, and you'll monetize it. But I think that that's one of those rules that doesn't always ring true. You know, your passion might be going to the beach. It might be playing the piano. It might be reading books. There's no reason why you have to monetize those things. You can be have those passions and then still go to a job that pays you a paycheck every week that you might really like or maybe you don't like it so much. I don't know. But you can you can have your passions without having to monetize them. You don't have to do the things that you absolutely love doing as a job. You don't have to do it. If you can do it, cool. If that's for you, cool. Go do it. Find a way to do it. But if it's not for you, feel free to have your passions as a passion, as a side project, as a thing you do to make yourself feel good rather than something that stresses you out because you have to make money for it um, or from it. That's something I'm learning at the moment, figuring out what lights me up because it lights me up and figuring out what lights me up and that I can possibly monetize. But I'm trying not to get caught up or hung up on that. Um, So that's an example. Another thing is that comes up a lot. um, So I was working in a job recently and... I mean, when people find out you're a yoga teacher, I feel like they immediately assume a lot of things about you. One of those things is that you're a vegan. I am not a vegan. I've never been a vegan. I'm not even a vegetarian. And I'm not knocking people who are or aren't. I think that's a personal preference and a personal choice. But it's not a rule that if you're a yoga teacher, you're automatically a vegan. Just because there is this little thing called ahimsa, which is non-violence, doesn't mean that you're immediately a vegan and that you don't eat meat. I eat meat. I'm a happy meat eater. I'm just going to put that out there. And if I cop flack for that, fine. I don't mind because that's me and that's my pre- personal preference. And that doesn't mean that I am a violent person. It doesn't mean that I am a, a what's the word? Someone who's not compassionate. Is it discompassionate? It's some, it doesn't mean I'm not a compassionate person. It just means that I choose to have the diet that I have. And if that offends you, sorry, but maybe you need to look at why that actually offends you. So that's one thing. But just because you're a yoga teacher doesn't mean you have to be a vegan. And, you know, if that statement helps one person who's thinking about becoming a yoga teacher who doesn't want to be a vegan, cool. Then that's why that needed to be there. I want to talk about self-imposed rules and restrictions. So when I say self-imposed restrictions, I'm really getting at things like diets, things like budgets, things like exercise, 
Things like having fun for fuck's sake. We put all of these rules on ourselves that says, okay, between five and six on a Friday night, I can go to happy hour and drink (coughs) seven bottles of wine and that's my time when I can have fun. Cool, rules done. Go home, get hungover, wake up the next day and you have to be serious again. Mm, No, that's a self-imposed rule. And that should be maybe more like a guideline. And if you're living your life like that, where you're only letting yourself let your hair down for half an hour or an hour on a Friday night, because that's when society says you can, maybe you need to look at that. Um, The other thing is diets. You're... Okay, so what do I mean? No, I don't think it's wrong or bad to have rules and guidelines around what you eat, because what you eat affects how you feel and it affects your kind of day-to-day every day kind of thing Um, I know that what I eat affects my skin so having guidelines around the amount of chocolate that I allow myself to eat or the amount of dairy that I have or caffeine or tea or whatever things like that I know that it's going to make my skin flare up and so why would I do things that make my skin flare up and make me uncomfortable I mean yesterday yesterday I ate about four twirls like mini twirl bars and the sugar and dairy in that just doesn't serve me. It makes me itchy. It's it's really a great little gratification when I eat it, but I always regret it later. Um, case in point, I am sitting here with an ice pack taped to my arm because it's so itchy and I need to cool it down somehow. Uh, it's not taped. It's like a hair tie, but it's really helping actually. So, um, I mean, yes, have guidelines around what you eat based on how you feel. But I want you to really think about whether you've got these rules on your diet and what you eat based on how you feel or if it's based on what society tells you you should eat and if you're doing that because of how you look or how you want to look. Think about how you feel and use your self-imposed restrictions. I mean, don't use those restrictions. What am I trying to say? Um... Instead of having self-imposed restrictions, have guidelines based around how you feel. I think that's really important. Another thing is budgets, so to do with money. I think if you're going to have this really um, set in stone thing of, around money, like I can only spend this much at this time on this and this and this and this, you really lose the joy of, um, I guess, doing things on the spur of the moment. Sometimes you need to do things on the spur of the moment and sometimes that needs money. And I'm not saying go and spend your money if you don't have it or get into debt or whatever, but I'm just saying like sometimes budgets can just restrict us in a way that stops us from having any joy or feeling joy or letting ourselves feel joy. And I'm also not saying that you'd find joy in things. I'm more talking about finding joy in experiences. So for example, If you kind of wake up one day, you've got the day off or something and you feel like driving somewhere that's like an hour away, but you've already spent your allotted budget of petrol money that week, um, maybe just go with it. You know, if you've got money in the bank and you can afford to chuck $20 extra of petrol in the car because your soul's calling you to go on a bushwalk an hour away, maybe that's something you should follow. So look at your budgets, look at the rules and restrictions you've put around yourself for that And notice if those rules are cutting out the joy from your life. I think that's the theme I'm getting at today. I didn't really know what this episode was going to be and you might be able to tell that from my rantiness. Um, But I think it's really around joy and how restrictions and rules can really take joy out of our lives. 
Again, not saying to break the law because they're there for a reason and breaking the law gets you in trouble, mostly if you get caught. Don't break the law. Um, I'm really, yeah, it's the restrictions and the rules we put in ourselves and the, I guess, the assumptions we make around what one person needs to be because they are something or does that make sense? Maybe. I don't know. If it doesn't make sense, please tell me. Um, I just think that society tells you that restricting yourself and containing yourself is a good thing and sometimes I'm sure it is. I mean, you look at things like finishing schools and elocution lessons and, you know, maybe it doesn't happen so much now, maybe it does, but like teaching girls and women to be proper young ladies that cross their legs and we sit still, we walk around with books in our heads so that we're standing up straight. Um, It's just a, a method to keep people small. It's a method to keep people contained. And if you listen to my last episode, I think containing people is bad. Um, I think we need to find joy in our lives and I don't think we do that by restricting ourselves and restricting our joy. Um, So should the rules be more like guidelines? Sometimes, yeah. Have guidelines, have restrictions, have rules for yourself, but treat them as if they're malleable things. And if they're self-imposed, they definitely are malleable things. They can change, they can evolve, they can morph into different things so really what I'm saying today among other things is to find the joy in your life and don't hold yourself back by some restrictions that you're putting on yourself for for society's I mean society's power over you and that's all I have to say so thank you again for being here on episode three i would love for you to get in touch with me my email is soulmagicco at gmail.com i'd love for you to leave me a rating and a review on itunes if that's where you're listening it just helps people know what they're in for and helps people find the podcast if they if you think it's valuable then i think why wouldn't you do that to help me out and help other people to hear it and find it more easily so thank you for doing that you can find me on social media i'm generally always blabbing on about something over there um, at soulsociety.podcast or at catmead underscore c-a-t-m-e-a-d underscore my website is soulmagic.co and i will catch you next week for episode four thanks so much bye